Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Let's go. Get out your notebook. It's going to be work. You ready to work? Go to Job twenty-two twenty-one. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you about this. Seriously, I want you to grab. I want you to grab a hold of this. I don't want you to miss it. Okay, Job twenty-two twenty-one. We're going to be talking about confession, uh, confession and your faith working together. Does that make sense? Got that? Confession and your faith working together. You got to have faith and confession working together. If you don't have faith and confession working together, it ain't going to work. You understand that? So you got you to be really dialed in. I'm going to tell you, if you think, if you, I promise you this. For the things that I got on the back end of this, I'm going to go quick because I don't want to keep you too long because the press of this will, your, your attention will break. I'm telling you will, but you got to fight to stay in this if you do what I tell you to do. I'm sitting here and God said, there's four, there's four element keys of confession. I never heard this a day in my life. So what do you mean four element keys of confession? I was praying in the Holy Ghost. See, here's what people don't get. Remember I read that scripture the other night? That scripture, eyes have not seen, ears, you're, you're a lot more spiritual than you think you are, okay? All of you. Pay attention to me. I know what I'm doing. God does not make this stuff difficult. He makes it easy. Problem is, when you get it, it seems a little abnormal because people don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So we're not weird. It's just weight. It's weight. Weight is things from the spirit. See, weight, we don't talk like this in church because weight, what do you mean weight? Weight is God's presence. It's heavy. And when it hits you, it's like, boom. It's like the humidity when you walk out there. It's like, bam. You're like, whoa, it's hot out here, right? You felt it. Some weight hit me. But you, you're smart. You're spiritually smart. God made you, design you. God made you porous so you could contain the power of God. Everything about you, God designed. So don't think you can't do this. You could do all that. But just trust me when I'm telling you. Because like when I tell you, it's going to be like a little uh, like unorthodox. And you're like, do I really got to do that? If you want to succeed, you do. And it ain't hard. It's only a couple minutes a day. Just chill out. But here's what. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has any thoughts of the hearts of man. You know, all that, blah, blah. I'm with you, right? You know, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not blah, blah on the word. The one over there in passion says what? Things that you have never discovered. Things that you have never heard. And things that you cannot imagine. You read it, he's talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. So what do you think I did before you came? I prayed in the Holy Ghost. I'm praying in tongues about this thing, going, God, what do you want me to tell these people? I can tell them whatever I want. I'm a couple days here, a couple days there. All of a sudden, one day I'm sitting, I don't even remember where it was. He said, you tell them there's four elements of confession. This is where my people fail. So what do you mean they failed? They quit it. They stop it. Because you don't understand the laws of it. I'm going to show you the laws of it. We ain't talking enough. Because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna leave here. I'm going to say statements. Your response to the statement is going to determine whether you can have it or not. That's the God's honest truth. Your response is your faith. Your agreement, your amen. Just, just go with it. You got to have declaring faith. Declaration. Yeah. This is different than speaking. Because yeah. half the time people speaking, their loads, their words are not loaded. Yeah. You ever tell someone, when I tell my life, love you, you know, on the phone, love you. You ever talk like, you know, love you, babe, talk to you later, love you, babe, love you, love you, you know, quick. It's quick. Right. Then sometimes I look at her and go, I love you. That's got weight. That's different. Why? It's more intentional. It's more loaded. It's more connected. Yeah. 
I tell you, right, hey, bro, I love you, bro. I, I do. I call you, I say, man, I love you. But if I'm with you, man, I'm like, hey, bro, I love you. I got your back. It's different. You got words, got weight. You release. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to load your words, man. So look at Job 21, 22, 21. Look what he says. Acquaint now thyself with him. Now he's talking about the Lord. You got you to acquaint yourself with God. Ain't nobody going to do this for you. You got to acquaint yourself with him. And what? And be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. He's saying, man, you spend time with God. Only thing's going to be is good. Come on, right? Next verse. Receive, I pray this. What do you want? I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. Come on, write that down. You got to put those words in your heart. That's the key because if you don't got God's word in your heart, John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that means you take a couple of scriptures and you put them in here. You ain't got to need no biblical scholar for crying out loud. Just put a couple of words in there, man. A couple of things that make you feel good about God. You know what I'm saying? I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There you go. Start there. Greater is he who's in me than he is. No, I don't know. Find one you like. But make sure you put it in your heart. Now, we learn this. How do I put it in the heart? With the words of mouth. Because hearing, hearing it ain't enough. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I got news for you. How you going to hear it? You got to speak it. So when you say it, you plant it. Amen. In the book of Psalms, he said he plants the heavens with words. That means God fabricated the earth with words. He's the best architect in the world. He framed the world with words. So look what it says. We're reading Job, right? Keep reading. Look what it says. Receive, I pray thee, this law, and lay up his words in your heart. You see that? No, you got to go back. They got to see it again. See, your response is slow because your mind has to understand. I'm not, I got no problem with your response being slow. This stuff is weight, man, because I'm loaded. I didn't come here to play. I'm not an orator and a communicator. I'm a revelator. I don't even know if that's a word, bro, but I got it in me. I make up stuff up here, man. I'm just shot out, you know, but I'm dry, like, when I'm saying this, I'm like, Pulling it, boom, and I'm blast, boom. Like, if you could see what's going on in the spirit realm, I'm just like, boom, loading this thing. So when it hits you, it's like, I could, I could be a declarer. Dec- yeah, I'm a declarator. Glory to God. You know who I am? Glory to God, that's who you are. Stop listening to mamby-pamby Christianity. You know, oh, you know, oh, you're not. You are. You speak with the voice of Jesus in the earth. The devil don't know the difference. That's right. It's true. Well, why don't we see it? Because we don't believe what we hear. And if you don't believe what you hear, you don't believe what you say. You say anything. But if you believe what you hear, all you're going to say is what God said. That's the truth. Because we don't know it's all. Oh, I proved you. Either make the tree good or the fruit good or the tree corrupt or the fruit corrupt. Or the truth. Everything's known by the truth. Mother to the heart, make the mouth speak. He said it's by your words you're justified, just as if you never sinned. It's Matthew like 13, right, or something? And he said, and by your words, you are condemned. It's a law. It's a law. Your words are law. Well, I don't believe they are. Well, I don't care what you believe. It's a universal law that was here before you got here. And guess what? We all, we all in this thing. And if you don't think your words matter, keep saying that goofy stuff you're saying. But, oh, I want to say what I want to say. Because you want to know why? You're emotionally driven. 
See, emotions, the minute the word of God shows up, this is why people don't want to know the truth. They say, I want to know the truth. No, you don't. You rather hold on to your emotions than know the truth. Because once the word of God shows up, there's no more emotional currency. Emotional currency is over the minute the truth showed up. And now I don't get my way. I told my wife, I don't get my way. She don't get her way. We get Yahweh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get, like, this ain't Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. Bro, you need to do it Yahweh. Do it the way Jesus tell you. Otherwise, you're going to be a mess. You got to load this stuff up. Look what Job said. Everybody say, let's look at Job, you know, because Job doing all right. Receive, I pray thee, what? The law from his lips, his mouth. Come on, right? I pray what? The law. Receive this law from his mouth. That's what God spoke. That's what God said. And lay up his words in your heart. You got to hide them things in there. Issues of life come out of that thing. Now watch 23. Here we go. Here we go. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up, and thou shalt what? Put iniquity far from the tabernacles. Here we go. Here we go. Keep going. Then thou shalt lay up gold as dust. That's money. Money in your mouth, man. See, everybody get mad. No, that ain't in there. Yeah, you will. You prosper. That's Joshua 1 8. You know, Joshua 1 8, meditate is making you rich and having good success. You want to prosper? Meditate in the Word of God. You meditate, meditating is memorizing the greatness things and the great things of God. But we don't want to meditate. I'm not gonna meditate. What's wrong with you? This is what I'm saying to go to church, people tell you, meditate. We taught about meditate. Now, this is some nitwit in the room going, oh, that ain't meditate. These nitwit, demon-possessed idiots stole this stuff, and they over there sit in the thing, mat with the thing in there. Oh, the heck is that garbage? Demonic nuts. Meditate means to speak. Roll it over. Mutter it. I taught these guys how to meditate. Lift it up. Greater is he that's me. Great. Come on, you know, go get the CD for crying out loud or whatever we got. Listen, great. Got to meditate. Joshua 1.8, what's it say? Don't go there. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe to do. Observe to do. And then you're going to make your way what? Prosperous, and you're going to have good success. So how do you meditate? How do you make money? Meditate in the word of God. This is, dude, guys, I told you this. What did Romans say? It's, un, it's unrealistic to a natural-minded man. A natural-minded man hears this stuff and goes, that ain't how it works. That ain't how it works. That ain't how you do it. That ain't how you do it. The Bible said, this is how you do it, but you know better because you're smarter than God. Oh, I'm sitting with a bunch of geniuses smarter than God. Not you guys, the other guy on the other side of the building. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to meditate. Well, why not? Because you want to know why? We don't value what we heard. He said meditate. Oh, I don't want. Psalms 1. What's up? Blessed is the man that what? Walks not in the council of the ungodly, but what? Sin to see the who? Scornful. But what does he do? His delight. He meditates that word all night. And his leaf is going to come forth in time. Right on season. We'll go there in a little bit. This stuff works. So everybody say, look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to be a meditator. I'm going to start meditating. Meditating is mobilizing miracles. Write that down. Meditate mobilizes miracles. Observe to do. Observe to do. Now, when I said it, miraculous power just got released. I don't feel it. I don't care what you feel. I said it. God will back up everything I say. That's what he said he'll do. 
So as you start meditating, guess what's going to start happening? You're going to start seeing tangibility. Keith, you're going to start meditating the word on the job. You'll be shot out working. You'll just be meditating on the word of God. You'll be meditating, driving around a truck. Meditate and just be there. And all of a sudden, you're going to just think about how good God is. Next thing you know, boom, wisdom's going to start flowing. Knowledge is going to start flowing. Things are going to start flowing. Why? Because he said this, this is what he said. He says, law, he said, good success. Good success. He said, Daniel will prosper and have good success. How am I going to have prospering good success? By being a meditator. Now, you want to know something about meditate? He said, once you meditate, you will observe to do. Meditate is the first step before action. If you don't meditate, you won't do it. That's why you got to think about it. Yeah. See this? There's a lot of little things coming, but check this out. Keep going. Look at Job. Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defense. And now shall I have plenty of silver. Where are he going with this stuff? He talking to Job like, Job, put that law in your heart, put that law in your mouth, and you're going to prosper, bro. You got gold, dust, and silver. Amen. Sounds good to me. Plenty of it, too, not just a little bit, got enough. 26, check it out. For then thou shalt have the delight, where then shalt thou have the delight in the Almighty, and shalt lift up the face unto God. That's cute. Watch this. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. And thou shalt pay thy vows. Now watch 28. And thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. He said, you'll decree it, and it shall be established. He said, what? You're going to say it, and I'm going to establish it. You're going to speak it, I'm going to make it happen. You're going to talk it, and I'm going to make sure a miracle manifests. You're going to say what you say, and I'm going to pull it off. I got excited about it. How about you? I'm going to declare. How do I do? But here's the thing. You got to develop decreeing faith. This is what the church don't get. You got to write this down. You got to build faith in your own confession. That's the problem with church. We ain't building no faith in our own confession. Jesus didn't tell you he's going to move the mountain. He said, whosoever shall say into the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt his heart, but shall believe whatsoever. He says, God wants you speaking to everything, man. Everything. Oh, there. God's going to do it. God ain't doing jack. God's done doing everything. The problem with the church. God's going to do it. God's sovereign. God's this. They don't know God. God can walk down the room. These ding-dongs don't even know who God is. God's done. God's finished. God's sitting up in the heavens looking in the earth wondering why you so jacked up and haven't figured it out yet that he told you he gave you air of the world. It's yours. Dominate the thing. I don't see nobody doing it. Be the first person on the row and start doing it now. Decree a thing. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get there. Come on, Jack. I'm going to Bam. It's coming out. Boom. 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 I'm going to bust that religion in your head. I can't do that. Yes, you can. I can't be that. Yes, you can. I can't talk like, yes, you can. Yes, why? Because I tell you what, when you're done, I'm going to mess you all up because it ain't even you doing it. And when you see it ain't even you, you're really going to freak out. And when I'm done, I told Pastor Liz, I said, they're probably going to drum me out of some associations, but I could care less because I'm about ready to tell you what's up tonight. And if you don't believe the word of God, beat me. But I'm going to tell you now, you can't beat me because I'm right because you might not like it, but it's the God's honest truth. I got a chapter and verse. I got scriptural proof. I got spiritual evidence. 
I got the Holy Ghost. I got proof in the Word of God. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Decree it. And it shall be. Oh, might happen. Might happen. Oh, you better be qualified. And he said, I will establish it. We got to decree it. Got to load this thing up, Fred. Here's the problem, though. You don't see nobody doing it. It's okay. Be the first one. Because here's the problem. This thing, everybody's speaking at a level of revelation. You got to start putting the work in now so you can get it where it is. Remember they said in, what was that, Luke 17? Let me teach you that because everybody screwed that up too. They're like, oh, increase my faith. Go to Luke 17. Go to Luke 17, 5. Yeah, because I want to know how this stuff works because I'm, I'm not going to you know, oh, that's how you do it. No, tell me how it works, bro. Well, just tell me it works. Prove it. You doing all right? And the apostles said unto him, increase our faith. Right? Everybody loved this one, right? Six, right? And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. Y'all went to kids' church. They had mustard seeds. Mustard seeds are cute. Jeannie even gave me one, and I loved it, Jeannie. It was a very good analogy. But, you know what I'm saying? I love it. The mustard seed, right? You got, you got mustard seed faith? You know what I'm saying? Y'all been to Sunday school? I didn't go. Thank God. I would have been kicked out of there too. Right? And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, underline the might say, under the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it shall obey thee. It's going to obey you. The true you. What do you mean? The tree going to obey you? Yeah. He ain't talking about trees. He's talking about life. Intimate objects. Inanimate objects. Everything will listen to you. You got to speak it. I'm going to speak to a mountain. Well, get your faith to move your mouth first, then we'll start speaking to mountains. Look, it should obey you. Look at verse 7. Keep going. But what should you, now look, he's still teaching. What should you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, well, saying to him, by when it is coming, what you mean? Well, wait a minute, dude. You asked me to increase my faith. You asked the question about faith. You give us the answer about, oh, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say, Unto a tree, be thrown in the water, and it'll do whatever you tell it to do. And then his joker goes, and what do you have in a certain, what does this have to do with increasing my faith, bro? Mysteries. Look at your neighbor and say, mysteries. mysteries. Hidden mysteries must be revealed. Because Mark chapter 4 said, the whole kingdom of heaven was spoken to you in a mystery. So you got to go get mysteries to be revealed so you can find out the truth of what you need to do. Because God don't just give this out to everybody that's not looking for it. Amen. Let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus was walking in riddles with these guys. Okay? He talked to John so close. John, John, John laid right up on his chest. He said, he'll tell you anything. Intimacy. Peter and James, a little less intimacy. The 12, a little less intimacy. The 70, a little less intimacy. The multitudes, he's the riddler for crying out loud. Kill me, I'll raise up. They're looking at him like he's on crack, man. What is this guy, eat my body, drink my blood? This joker lost it, dude. Jesus is nuts. To the lost, 
To the un, to, for, for the non-reacher, this thing's a mystery. You want to you know why a lot of you don't notice? Now, don't get mad at me. You want to know why? Because you ain't reaching. Reach. Ask questions all day long. You reach. Well, you want to know. I want to know more. Now, watch this. Yeah, reach. Watch this. Now, check this out. What should you have in a servant? Plowing or feeding cattle will say to him, by and by, when he's come from the field, go and sit down and eat. Would you not rather say to him, you go make ready what I need, and then you serve yourself later? Look verse 1, 8. Go to 8. Thank you. Does he thank the servant? 9. Does he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded him? Go to verse 9, please. I don't think so. It ain't the size of the seed. It's the size of your say. Because look what he's showing you about faith. He's talking about faith. And he said faith is your servant. It serves you. You're over here trying to get faith to work like it owes you something. Like, will you please go to work for me? Faith, will you please go go do your job? Faith, may you maybe work? Jesus like, let me show you how you increase your faith. If you had just a little bit of faith, you would start telling faith what to do. And it would go like a servant and do exactly what you told it to do because the stuff, see, this is how it works. Let me show you the mystery. Here's a mystery. Ever say, look at your neighbor, say mystery. mystery. Getting ready to get revealed. Check this out. Faith obeys you, and the earth obeys faith. Because faith was in God, and God has universal law, rulership, dictatorship over everything. And he gave you the ability to hear and have faith come. And once you release your beliefs through faith, when your faith, who is your servant, shows up against the obstacle, the obstacle goes, oh God, it's God in faith, and we got to go. So you obey the word of God and release faith, and faith tells the obstacle, you got to go. So when obstacles see you, they ain't too scared. But when they see faith, they got to go. Faith is the servant, and it does the work. Faith is your servant. So when you say to the obstacle of the mountain, you got to go, guess what? The servant will obey. But you got to get the size of your say right. We ain't saying, oh, it's the size of a seed. It's the size of your say. Say it. Say it. Ain't got nothing to do with no sick of mine seeds and all this other mustard seed. I don't even know mustard nothing. I don't even like mustard. Come on. Come on. So saying. What are you saying? Now watch. I'm going to show you how this works. That's what he's telling you. God gave you faith. Faith obeys you. And the obstacles obey faith. Write that down. Faith obeys me. And the obstacles, see, because you think this, I got to have great faith, this is so big. No, 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 you just got to have enough faith to release the word of God. And it will obey you. And when it goes loose, it will go against the obstacle, and the obstacle has to obey faith. That's right. Did you get that? Man, come on. 
I ain't worried about the shout. You're shouting on the way home. I don't care. Come on. Told you you ain't going to shut me down. What? Faith obeys you. Obstacles obey faith. Just keep writing. What? Come on. You got to do that. That's the only faith you're serving. Write that down. That's not rude. That's true. Okay, so here we go. Meditate is going to mess you up. Because here's, man, God gave me this. So good. Go to Hebrews 10, 16. Come on, for time's sake, we're going to buzz. Because I got to give you these things. Because you got to understand these things. Those four elements, if you don't understand them, you'll quit on them. Okay? But you got to see this. Did I give you that 10 thing? Everybody all right? You shake yourself. You remember in school, you used to make you do that? Like, hey, you got to stand up and stretch. Stand up and stretch. Don't worry about it. It's ninth inning. We're almost home. This is the covenant. C16, you doing all right? This is the covenant. Let's read quick. This is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their heart and into their minds. I will write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? Keep going. We're going to go all the way. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offerings for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest of holies by the blood of Jesus... By a new and living way, which we have consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with the true heart and full assurance of faith, having our what? Hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Here you go, ready? Let us hold fast. The what? Profession means what? Confession of our faith without wavering because he is faithful, that promise. And when I read it, God said, my people don't think I'm faithful. That's why they didn't open in their mouth. What you mean you don't think God's faithful? What's wrong with you? I'm telling you, what's wrong with you? You don't think God's faithful? You stopped saying what you were saying 10 years ago? Stop saying what you were saying about buildings and dreams and ministries and plans. How dare you think he's not faithful? Why? Just because you didn't see it on your little clock? Didn't look like it should have happened by now? Should have been here by now? What do I care what should have been here by now? How dare I think he's not faithful to do and accomplish what he said he would do? Don't you worry about what you see. Who cares? Who am I to dare to say he is faithful that promise? He is faithful that promise. He is faithful to that promise. Say it. He's faithful to that promise. That's why I got to hold fast my confession. Okay. So I'm in this thing. and We got to go. Give me 10, 15 minutes here. Okay. So then I'm praying in tongues. And this is what I get. He said, there's four stages of confession. If my people don't understand. I said, what are the order? He said, I, I didn't get the answer. So go try it on yourself. I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't know if there's an order. I don't even know if this is even like, I'll tell you, it's doctrinally right. But you can't, you can't put it all together. It's scripturally right, but you can't build a doctrine out of it, I should say. So I'm not going to try to build the doctrine. Just put them in your database and know you're either at one spot or the other with this. I never heard of this a day in my life when I seen it. I said, if people understand what I'm saying right now, they'll never stop talking. You ain't talking enough. You ain't talking enough and decreeing enough out of your mouth. Walk around all day long. I, you believe in God for something? All day long. If that thing ain't coming out of your mouth 15, 20 times a day, you ain't talking enough. I'm talking all day long. But you know what God showed me? He showed me stuff about it. He said, you want to know what? He told me this. He said, after, he rebuked me. He said, after you get through the fight of it, you lose consciousness of it. And because you do, you know what you do? You stop saying it. I'm going to show you, bro. It's really good. So good. This is powerful, right? Write this down. Four stages of confession. Number one, okay? First, your confession is to get faith to come. 
And it's how you plan it in your heart. Just write it down. I'll read it. I'll make sense. First, your confession. There's first stage of confession is, I just have to get faith to come. It's how I plan it in my heart. That's where you're at. So you go find it and you say it. Because faith comes by hearing. But if I don't hear it, faith can't come. Stage one, I got to go build faith for it. So I got to start saying it. You got that? Here's your scriptural evidence. Just write these down. You can go home and study all this stuff. It's going to be scripture upon scripture. Ready? It's Romans 10. You know where I'm going. Go to Romans 10, 13. Faith comes by hearing. You know this, right? So did you understand the concept? The first part of this thing is I got to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Faith comes. I believe I can do. You know, I believe I, 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 all my needs are met according to his riches and glory. I'm for the first process of this because you can't really marginally figure out, am I there? Am I here? Who knows? Just know the first stage of incubating this thing is I got to start saying what I see in the word of God to get faith to come and get in my heart. Because faith has to first get in my heart before it's ever going to get out of my mouth. And people can't, you can't, you're, you're not a parrot. You can't just go say what somebody else said and get it to work for you. You have to have your own beliefs developed in your heart. And the only way to get them developed in your heart that I see from the word of God. What's, just write this down real quick. Psalms 45.1. My tongue is the pen of the ready writer. That means my tongue is writing upon the tablets of the heart. It's my words. See it? So you got 10.13. Here we go. Just write it down. We're going to read it. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He then... Sorry, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Come on, you reading it? How are they going to call on somebody? That, that's, that's, this is teaching you faith right here. How are you going to call on somebody you don't believe in? Okay. I don't know. How then shall you believe in him you've not heard? And how shall you hear without a preacher? That's why you're important. That's why you better never stop doing what you're doing and don't you quit preaching the word. They got no hope if you don't preach the word. Because people got to hear. She said, how can you believe unless you hear and how are you going to hear unless somebody preaches? How are you on faith going to come? Look at 15. Here we go. Check it out. And how then or how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of God. Right? Good things. I'm sorry. Right? Here we go, ready? Look at 16. Woohoo! But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? 17. Here you go, right? You're reading in context. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. Look at it in the Amplified. If you could pull it up in the Amplified Classic Grant, it would be phenomenal. Okay? Just if not, just put the AMPC, he's got it, he'll do it, right? So what am I doing the first time I'm saying it? I'm getting faith to come. If you don't get faith to come, you cannot get faith in your heart. You got to release beliefs. Where is faith? In the heart and in the mouth. How do you get it to connect? You get your heart and your mouth to connect, you can move mountains. So faith cometh by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. That's where it comes from, the word. Now, here's the thing. Just because it's been written to you doesn't mean it's in you. You got to speak it to get it. And I, I, I say this. Your words are the most important words of hearing it. 
I can say it and you can grab faith for it, but you got to start saying what I'm saying and make it one with you. That's why when those guys were teaching, that's great Brother Hagin said it, but we got to put that word and make it one for us. You see, first stage is what? I'm developing faith with my confession. Now, this is a little bit of work, but how do I know where I'm at? Who really cares? Do you want a results or do you want to just walk around figuring it out on your own? It's right there, man. You got to be speaking it all day long. Talk it. You got to make the phone ring. It comes, right? So that's what he told me. How do you know that? Understanding. Mark chapter 4. We're not going there because we got to go. I don't want to keep you all night, right? Write this down. Two. He said, now this, I think they go in order just to be straight, but he didn't give me a green light, so I just said it. I got to develop faith with it, and then my confession, I got to fight for it. You got to fight for it. Yeah, you got to fight. You got to fight the fight of faith. See what I'm saying? See, nobody knew this. Like, my God, I got to, you know, he said, hold fast your confession. Hold fast that profession. You got to keep saying it when it don't look like it's working. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Come on, you know what I'm saying, baby? You got to say it. They're looking at you like you're crazy. You're the only one saying it. Ah, God can do it. They're like, you nuts. No, God will do it. See what I'm saying? You got to fight for it. To keep it from getting stolen from your heart from the attack of the enemy. And you know that's Mark chapter 4. Remember I gave you that? Mark 4, he said, immediately the thief comes and steals it. Matthew said this. He said, because you don't understand that the thief can come and steal it. So I got to have the fight of faith. Everybody say the fight of faith. The fight of my confession. Don't, don't take it out of your mouth. When's it the hardest to say it? When you're fighting the hardest. Come on, I'm helping you, right? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to say it. I'm so shot out right now. You ever get so tired of fighting? You, don't even, you can't even say it. That's exactly where the enemy wants you. Shut you up. A quiet Christian is a defeated Christian. I'm going to say this right now. A quiet Christian ain't even a Christian. Why do you think they call it the great confession? How are you going to be a Christian and not have confession? You ain't talking to nothing. I'm going to tell you, everybody in this room, you are 90% not speaking enough. You think I'm kidding? All day long. Put yourself in remembrance to say. You talk about the stupidest stuff all day long. You know what I'm saying? Dumb, stupid, tick-tock, nitwit, garbage, junk all day long. And then you, got, you talk to them people, they got to say this seven times a day about God, and you know, I'm freaking out, I'm, you're freaking out, right? You're so overloaded. Talk about the stupidest stuff all day long. Over there, dumb, stupid stuff. Come on, man, be straight. I don't mind you having social life, but you got, you got, you got a little highlight on your phone. Seven times a day, I'm going to say, I prosper and be a good success. Put it on your phone, get a little dinger to ding, ding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Said you're watching reels about a bunch of idiots, right? I do it too. You know, look at this. I, I like it. It's funny. You got, you got to admit it. It's Come on. You, I, almost, I got to figure out how to. I almost sent you that golf thing. I found it today. It was hilarious. Hilarious. Bro, you guys were right, man. Oh, my God. They were all cussing, Bishop. All those golfers were cussing bad, breaking clubs. I felt so good. It was good because my golf game needs prayer, right? So they were like, it was Tiger's like, he hit the ball. He's like, oh, Tiger, you big dummy, beep, beep. I was like, oh, this is great because that's what I felt like. You know, other guys breaking stuff, hitting the other. And I found the one with the guy. He hit it and he missed and he went back. He hit it again and then he lost it. And he said, oh, he's lost his mind right now. And he hit it six more times. I was like, praise God, there's hope for my golf game. <laughs> Hallelujah. I found it. I wanted to send it to Evan. Why? Because it was funny. 
I didn't know how to do it. Gigi's trying to teach me how to send things. I don't know how to send reels. We're, me and him are going to be real buddies. You guys do that? Send reels? Start sending scriptures. What the reels? You can still have the reels, but what are we saying seven times a day? Come on. I, I'm going to send you more scriptures and more reels. We're going to be buddies. Come on, it's going to be great. Come on. I'll try to beep out the cursing, but it was there. I didn't know what to do, but they beeped it. It was good. It was funny. I, was, I felt therapy. I felt therapeutic. It felt really good. Because every time they make a mistake, I feel good. I go, I could have hit a better shot than that. It's wonderful. But there's a fight. Oh, they told you we just go to church and you're just going to say it. No, you're not going to say it. You've got to fight for this stuff. You've got to contend. Look what it says in 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of this thing. 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Now, when they find this, and you see this, you just write it down, but you got this, right? So I got to contend with it. Fight the good fight of faith. You see it? Lay hold of eternal life. You can put it in the King James, perfect. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. What? We're into that are also called, and has professed a good profession. And has what? Confessed a good confession before many witnesses. That thing's got to be released in front of people. You better write this down. That's a billion-dollar nugget. Amen. Walk around telling people, I'm at the biggest church in the Bahamas. Except Amen. don't tell Bishop. Just tell him the second biggest church. <laughs> don't get me in trouble with the man, man, because he is the man. Play. You tell him I said that. He is the man, right? But, you know, I have the second biggest church. Praise God. Praise God. Right? But, no, it's not about having big church, but what are you saying? What are you saying around the witnesses? You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't want to say it too loud because if I say if I, I'll let it rip, man. Let it rip. Yeah, come on. Come on. Why are you worried it ain't going to happen? You scared? You fighting for faith. Hang on to it. Well, you, you know, you know I, all you preachers know, I've been there, man. I'm like, I ain't telling nobody nothing about that. Why? This could blow up. <laughs> I started that church. Look, I'll tell on myself. Palm Coast thing was great. I said, let's just do it. <laughs> They're like, did you hear God? I said, I don't know. Let's just go for it. Let's give it a shot. Let's get some movement. Let's get some motion. You know what? We got her. Praise be to God. I was like, if I get her, she said, I'm the only reason why you came for me. I said, praise be to God. Glory to God. She's awesome. Let's keep her. Come on. No, but what? Sometimes you just need movement. Is it a mistake? No, I felt good, and I got Kim. Praise the Lord. So heaven's going to be even better. Come on, right? She was going to heaven anyway, but I like her going to heaven here on earth with us. Come on. Amen? Are you seeing this? Understanding this, this fight is for your confession. Because faith demands confession. Write that down. Confession, this is so good. Faith demands confession because confession is your defense against discouragement. Did you get that? Load that up. Next time you're getting discouraged, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Say what Jesus said. I'm going to say it again. You want that? Come on, ready? Write down. Faith demands confession. Why? Because confession is defense, is your defense against discouragement. Did you get that? You like that? I'm knocking stuff over. Here you go. Wonder why? Now watch this. this is the, the next one. So did you get it? First one was to get faith. Second one was the fight of faith. So your confession has an element of faith, fight, and write this down. Three, future. Now, here's where God got me. He said, now, I want to say this real slow. 
He said, here's usually where I miss it. So you got to go through these. So this is what I thought it was. I thought it was a Rolodex of help. Because somewhere in this thing, you might be a little deficient, and God will work with you personally. I like to fight. Like, I'm not going to get in a cage and fight. I don't know how to fight like, like that. But when the enemy says I can't, lock me in the room with him. I'm coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't get many demon-possessed people here because I've been there. Will was with me one time. I was in Brazil with 2,000 people in that building. I don't know. What do you think that Brazil building was? Probably not that many. Probably about, a, what do you think, about seven to a grand? Pack. I'm talking pack, 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 pack. I'm doing my thing. I'm laying hands on people. And this demon-possessed person walked in the back. And I'm doing my thing, doing my thing, doing my thing. And I went, Whoosh. I felt like ripping this person's head off their shoulder. I didn't do it. Sorry. But something inside of me knew that was antichrist. And if you come in my atmosphere with that, you're going, that thing ain't staying. So I know, like, when I get in that realm, like, it's on, bro. That's why we don't, like, maybe see it, but I'm not going to play with it. I'll go get it. Then I was in India. I told you about that one. The Indian one scared me, though, bro. I didn't know what to do, bro. I didn't have no idea. Yeah, I was freaked out. That was the beginning. Because they dragged the lady. Oh, my God. This is a conference. They dragged her on the stage, bro. I went my first crusade. I didn't tell you this. Oh, my God. I'm over. I thought it was going to be like T.L. Osborne. It was not like T.L. Osborne. It was like T.L. Nightmare. Yeah, I tell you this thing? Quick. I'll do it fast. Come on. All right. So I go, right? My buddy's like, oh, all you got to do is preach 10 minutes. You do 10 minutes. You're the big evangelist. You're going to come out. You just give the altar call. I was like, I can do that. I can't screw that up, right? Go up there. Hey, give your life to Jesus. I'll be like Joel Osteen and Benny Hinn at the same time. It's going to be awesome, right? What do you feel, brother? Yes, today, man. Yeah. Buy my books. Buy my books. Buy my books. Hi. Praise God. Joel, right? No. Come on. It's funny. Laugh. Ha. Come on. I got three minutes. I got to work my material fast tonight, right? So I'm there and I go, this is great. So I get there, and I'm on the platform in this grand poobah chair. They had this chair. I'm not kidding. This chair was nine feet high, right? So the chair was like up here. It had beads hanging off it, and I'm in the chair like this. I swear, I'm not, no exaggerating. Here's me, and it's, it's five billion degrees. <laughs> Florida's hot. That place is hotter than Hades, right? The chair goes up here, and they're all here, and I'm here, and they're playing all this crazy music. I don't know what they're playing, and I'm on a thing, and I'm on a stage. I, I, all I got to do, I flew all the way here for 15 minutes of fame. I could do this. This is what I'm thinking. I, I, I don't tell stories. I'm like, I got this. is easy. I'm going to go up there, tell them Jesus. They're all going to get saved. Everybody gets saved. This is great. Right? And I go, this is great. So they start the music, and water bottles started flying up on the stage. I go, this is not good. Because <laughs> this is not like the T.L. Osborne video. I watched them before I went, man. I watched the one from Africa. It was awesome. He was just cool, man. T.L. is cool. I'm like, they didn't throw water bottles at T.L. Osborne. It's like, man, all right, all I got eight, eight minutes. I'm staying up there, seven minutes. Giving a, so my buddy, who I love him, God bless him, he's preaching real good. Yeah, 17 minutes in, he's not even that long. He's busted, bro. Got white spit in the corner, and I caught him out. Can't talk no more. He's done. Apostle, he's done. He ain't got nothing left. That thing smacked him in the face. They're flopping on the ground like fish. I'm going, dude, what is going on? It's not like nobody told me this at Rama. I want my money back. I want my Bible school money back. I, I, I'm a, 
Bro, I'm serious. I'm trying to get out of here. I really am. I am like, just wrap this up. And I kid you not, I can see it to this day. And now I want to go get my friend, the evangelist. I'm like, bro, if Benny Hinn does not pop out from behind this curtain, we're doomed. This thing's done. 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 I'm done. I'm done. I got nothing. I'm like there. I'm in the chair. I'm like, I hope to God somebody finishes this thing. I'm not going up there. Right? So I, God tells me, hey, man, if you do it, I felt it in my heart. You got three steps. This is what God told me. He said, three steps, you're either going over or under. I said, wow. Thanks for the mystery. What does that mean? He said, in three steps from that chair to that pulpit, you're either going to go over or under, and it's up to you what we're going to do. I said, I'm going to go for it. That's a long plane ride. Bump it. I ain't never seen these people again. I got up there. I got up there. Keith, no, no joke, no exaggeration. I'm like, all I know, right? And I was like, hey, I'm here to tell you. Yeah, I'm doing my thing. And I started doing it. And I want you to know, Jesus is the same. Yesterday, Jesus. And every time I say Jesus, these people start vibrating like somebody hit them with paddles. They're on the floor. I'm blah, they're shaking all. I'm like, oh my God. So I did this for like 12 minutes. Jesus, Jesus. It's like, now I'm gonna pray. They start dragging this lady up on the stage from her hair, bro. They grabbed her head and they're I was like, no, leave her down there. Leave her down there. She doesn't need to come up here. She's fine right where she is. God, Jesus can touch her. He's got long arms. He's a miracle worker. He'll do a miracle for her. Leave her down there. I don't know what she's got. I don't be, hey, baby, this stuff might be contagious, bro. I don't want it near me, man. I was like, what in the hell? She's wiggling around. They're dragging her up the stairs like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, God, and help me. Jeez. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to pray the rosary. I'm doing whatever I can, dude. It was bad. It was bad. And I'm like, and I started making, and you guys know, I went towards her, and she started slithering backwards. like, oh, Jesus, good God, what's going on? And the Lord told me, she don't see you, she sees me. She sees a blood-stained banner and nail-pierced hands. And I became possessed with God. I snatched her by her head. I look like T.L. Osborne now. Why? Because God, God will do what God said he'll do. But you got to trust him anyway. You got to fight. So that's what I learned. I said, you got to fight against the evil. And you got to help people, man, can't get set free. And don't do it like a spectacle neither. I learned how to be real, real quiet with it. Because I don't want to embarrass people. I just real quick, I was like, devil, you got to go. Because when I tell him, he got to listen. And when you tell him, he's got to listen to But why did I say that? So I don't mind the fight. And God said to me, he said, that's your problem. So you look at these four. Maybe I didn't develop faith for it yet. Maybe I said it too prematurely. You got to check your Rolodex. You got to go check in here. It ain't my job. He said to me, he caught me the other day. He said, here's your problem. He said, you like to fight, but once you won the fight... You forget about the future because you think it's over. Your confession isn't over after you win the fight. It's still got a future. That's why you got to call those things that be not as though they were because you need to create the substance of things hoped for. Write that down. See, because when I get out of the fight, I think we won. Because every time I win a fight, don't I win? I won. It's over. No, he said, no, 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 no. Now you got to give your confession a future. You got to call those things that be not as though they were. You got to give them the future. You see it? You got to do, you got to, what? I got to call, I got to speak this stuff when I cannot see it. I got to call it anyway. You see it? You getting it? You got to call those things that be not. Why? Because once I get through, I got the faith for it. I got through the fight of it. Now it's got a future. But now that's where time comes in. Because now I'm calling things. I don't know how long I got to call these things till they manifest. You hear? You see this? 
As it look, you look at Romans 4.17, you know this one. Just quick, 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 quick. Right? Write that down, because you need to hear this. Right? So isn't there, isn't, isn't there a side of it? Isn't there a side of it? Come on, isn't there a side of it? Yeah. Where after you win sometimes, you're like, okay, lift it. And you kind of get a little relaxed in it, like, oh, it's good. Yeah. God, God got, you know what he got on me the other day about? He said, you ain't talking enough about that again. Why are you not saying what you were saying before? Because I broke it, but I got to still call for it. So you might be in the stage right now, I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. You got to keep calling because the future of its manifestation is up to you. Keep calling it. Why? Because I'm not calling for what I have. I'm calling for what I want to see. So what do you want to see? And God rebuked me three Sundays ago when I was teaching faith in the church. And I thought I was being like Brother Hagin because I was repeating what he said. He said, no, I'm rebuking you and I'm holding you accountable if you don't tell them. My people keep saying what they have when I told them they can have what they say. So why are you just calling it the way you see it, call it the way you want it to be? That's the key. Well, I don't see nobody else doing it. Be the first one, man. Break the mold. Let's go. It works. It's a universal law from God. God's a liar? My favorite scripture in the Bible, God be true. Every man a liar? Right, but that's, I like numbers. But that one got somebody the other week. They text me. They said, oh my God, God be true, but every man be a liar. Romans, but check this one. Mine is this. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of God that he needs to repent. He ain't going to turn around and not do what he said he's going to do. He's going to do exactly what he said to do. God is not a man that he should lie. He ain't a man. Men lie. God don't lie. Come on. That's it. You got it? Yeah, Numbers 23 and 19, right? right? Come on. Call those things that be not as though they are. They create substance. You ready for this? Ready for this? Okay. Now watch it. And then he said the last stage. He said you got to faith, you got to fight, you got to future, and then you got to finish. Write that down. You got to finish. You got to finish. There's a finish to it. You got to finish it. What's the finish to it? Once you get a revelation in your heart from the word of God, you got to finish it. Now watch this. This one's going to blow you out. Go to John 10, 27. I got two more scriptures. I'm going to show you these. You plant the heavens with the words in your mouth. That's Psalms 51, 15. Just write it down. And I'm going to show you how you do this. I'm going to show you where we jacked it up. I'm going to show you how to fix it. Then I'm going to pray for a couple of people. Pray for all the pastors and all that stuff. John, John 10, 27. You all right? Come on. You can sleep tomorrow. My sheep. Hear my voice. We're going to go slow now because you got to see this. Now, you got to finish it. You get faith for it. Come on, right? You got to fight for it. You keep saying it. And all of a sudden, the finish of it's going to come. And when the finish of it comes, you're going to sound just like God. Now, people say, I don't believe it. I care what you believe. Read the Bible. The Bible's going to interpret itself. Watch this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they... And I've given them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Is that the word or le- is that red letter? Yes. Is it the voice of Jesus? Yes. Is it the word of Jesus? Yes. Is it Jesus saying it? Yes. And he said this. And I've given them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Now watch this. I and my father are one. So if Jesus and his father could be one, me and you and the father could be one because if we have the word, we are one spirit. Correct? 
That's what the Bible said. I'm just reading the Bible. Okay? Watch this. Then the Jews took stones up against him. And Jesus in 1032 says this. He says, for my good works, why are you stoning me? Which of my good works have I done that accuses you to stone me? He's asking a question. Then the Jews answered and said to him, for a good work, we don't stone you, but for your blasphemy. And because thou, being a man, makes thyself God. Wow, this is funny. Ain't this cute how, well, he is God, but he was the son of man. He was the son of God, and he became the son of man, so the sons of men could become the sons of God. So that kind of could go for us, because if we won with God, we got the same spirit. We the sons of God, too. There's not just one of them. It's all of us, and, it, and it's not a gender thing. Amen. It's a spirit thing. So sons and daughters, we all have sonship and spiritual access and responsibility because of what Jesus did. Look what he says. The Jews answered him and said, for a good work, we don't stone you, but for your blasphemy, we stone you because you, as a man, are talking like your God. Look at 34. Jesus answered said, well, isn't it written in the law that your law that I said you are God's? Yeah. Look at 35. He said, well, hey, hey, if he called them God's on whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, Amen. you say Ye of him whom the Father had sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemies, because I said I am the Son of God. Well, if I do not do the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works, that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I'm in him. He's saying, look, man, if you can get the word of God in your mouth, you will walk like God in the earth. And that's what the devil doesn't want you to know. And that's why religion attacked Jesus because it did not want mankind to ever be put back in the garden in its position of dominion in the earth. And if your words are God's words and God's the one who said it, and I just say what God said, then I guess God's words are my words and my words are God's words and me and him cannot be separated because we're one spirit. So when I get in the spirit and I say what the spirit of God says, I look like God because I am God. And the atmosphere and the circumstances don't know. So now here's where you jack it up real quick. Check this out. You got to write these down. It's going to be fast. Here's the deal. Go to Ecclesiastes 10.8. Let them see it in King James because here's the reason why. How, how come it gets messed up? You drop your room key. I don't want you to lose that. Come on. Here's right. Look at Ecclesiastes 10. He that diggeth the pit shall fall into it, and whosoever breaketh the hedge of serpent shall bite him. The Bible is clear. It's a mystery book. You got to dig. Pastor Liz told you dig. This ain't like, now it's cute, right? I was going to get David to come with the excavator and dig a hole in the front yard. And that's cute. And I know exactly what you're saying. It was, it was right on. It's spot on. Dig. But this is how you dig. This is what she was telling you. Dig. Look what Ecclesiastes says. And, and, and he that diggeth the pit shall fall in it. Who cares about digging the pit? I want to know how do you break the hedge? 
Because if you break the hedge, the serpent bites. Oh, didn't Jesus say, I put a hedge of protection around him, and, they, and the devil knew that, if oh, he'll break the hedge, and I can get him if he breaks the hedge. How did he know Job was going to break the hedge? The Bible says that there is a hedge of protection around you, that God put it there. When he tried to come and try Job, what did he say? He said, there's a hedge around him. I can't get to him. He said, he will what? Break the hedge. God did not just give him access to go and attack Job. Job gave himself access because he couldn't keep his mouth right. And every single time you breach the hedge, the serpent will strike. But how do you break the hedge? Because God just got done saying, I put the hedge of protection around you. And no one can break it because it's what? It's been instituted by God. Even Satan, when he came, he said, Joe, I want to get him, but I can't get him. There's a hedge around him, man. He said, you'll get him. Why? Because God knew Job was going to be afraid and jack it up with his mouth. His mouth broke the hedge. And because his mouth broke the hedge, the serpent can strike. Every time you start talking stupid, you're opening the door to the devil and letting him come in here and get all jacked up. But I got news you. Look, I'm going to prove this. How do you prove this? Real simple with the word of God. And then we're done. Look at this. Go right over here. Go to Proverbs 15.4. Say we're working. If you break the hedge, the serpent shall bite. The devil knows he can't get through the hedge unless you break the hedge. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. How do you breach the hedge? With your goofy mouth. Your goofy mouth is breaking the door in and the enemy can come in and strike when he wants because you can't keep your mouth shut. So don't break the spiritual law that God put around you with the words in your mouth because I got news for you. This is how powerful your words are. If you see what I say right now, you'll change your world forever. I'll change your life in one split second of your time right now. If God Almighty himself will change his laws to obey your words how powerful are you that if you say something different than God even though God wants to give it to you he's got to change his mind about it you don't think your words matter your words are shaping your world so what I'm saying he said you're rich but you say you're broke so guess what you'll have you'll have broke so God changes his mind about what he said about you because he knows right because you know they ain't gonna hear this you'll hear this he is bound by your word to perform amen He'd be a liar and come out of who he is in character and the world would explode because the axes would fall off and stop its rotation because God would be a liar and we know God cannot be a liar. So if God would change his own mind about what you say, you don't think you could change the devil's attitude? That's how powerful you are. Stop saying something different than what God said. I don't even care if you see it. No, just don't say it. Say nothing unless you say something. Don't break the hedge. Keep your mouth shut. You get around people, keep opening mouth, say, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You might want to shut up right about now because if you don't shut up, I don't know what might happen. Why? Stop saying something different. Don't break the law. Come on, stand up on your feet. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.